I was growing up, you'd have libraries. But now we have only one place that has most of these scientific journal articles, and it's something like Elsevier, and they control the world of scientific publishing because it's all in one place. Can we make it so that there can be multiple participants and make this go? Can we make journalism that is safe to write and safe to read? Can you go and have publishing along the lines of the original visions of the internet? With a peer-to-peer backend of the internet, we can do this. This is another Goldie from our annual member gathering two years ago. Brewster Kale, founder of the Internet Archive, which is known for creating the fantastic Wayback Machine, amongst many other achievements, discusses where our web has gone wrong and how to improve on it by decentralizing technologies to lock the web open again. If these discussions spark your interest, you can join this year's member gathering in December at the Internet Archive in San Francisco, at a castle in France, and in cyberspace by becoming a member at foresight.org. I hope to see you there and enjoy this conversation. So I have a kid that's um, uh, living in China and has been there now for a couple of years. Um, and he calls it casual dystopia. It's all very convenient, all very easy, but it's all sort of creepy of uh, the, the sort of the level of, of surveillance that's going on. Um, and, you know, the, the ubiquitous of Alipay, um, even homeless people or, or the, the, the little uh, sate places on the side of the road. Those all take cryptocurrency because people don't carry currency commonly in the big cities anymore. So it's moved. Uh, it's moved. And I think that there's a general feeling that the web has betrayed us, that it sort of wasn't what we quite signed up for. Um, that we had these ideas and ideals and we got a lot for it. Um, but it's not quite right. Um, something's gone kind of horribly wrong um or you take the large platform companies and it's just sort of like something's not right so what do you do if you're an entrepreneur you're in the bay area or you know try to have some level of agency you said okay let's fix this thing let's lock the web open can we go and make a web that we actually want to use that doesn't creep us out that doesn't feel like it's leaking information everywhere um that is the subject of this uh talk and to give an idea of how are we all doing towards towards getting there i'm going to talk about the decentralized web um Lessig, my hero, um, uh, said code is law. Um, and so we should bake into our code the principles and the ideals and the structures that we want to reinforce as the values of our society. We would want code that reflects our ideas of privacy or access to information, the First Amendment of uh, uh, how can we uh, go and do this? And I would say the World Wide Web just really isn't up to that task currently. The web is really a very simple technology, uh, and it's blessing and a curse. Um, and it's been able to be swapped around um, uh, by people to sort of take it over. The Internet Archive knows a lot about the World Wide Web. We collect about a billion pages every day, um, and we build the Wayback Machine. We sort of study the whole thing writ large and try to make it permanent and fix some of the problems uh, with the World Wide Web, put information on the net in an enduring way, uh, and try to get this uh, to go. So this has been, um, as, as Brad pointed out, sort of where I've tried to uh, put my uh, effort um, over the last 
25 years. Um, but it's not all that completely available. You sort of say, wow, it's, it's a worldwide web. Well, it depends on where you are. Um, so the Internet Archive, for instance, is completely blacked out in China. Uh, you can't get there from here um, or get here from there. Um, you And sometimes it turns on and off in Russia. Sometimes it's turning on and off in Turkey. There's other places that basically the Internet Archive can't be accessed or much less uh, New York Times or other types of resources. So it's not uh, completely uh, available. Um, censorship, we're seeing these sorts of boundaries come up and down. And also we have, uh, based on Snowden, know that there's an awful lot of, of information that's going into not just the United States government now, we must assume, but in lots of other places of, of what it is we're doing. And of course, we've got the platform companies that not only have it, they sell it. Um, this is awesome. Um, so we, we have a system that doesn't quite uh, work for reliability privacy, but it is fun. I mean, really, I mean, haven't we built something kind of cool and cute out there? I mean, it, it, I, 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 the thing I really like about the World Wide Web is it really is us. It's just us out there. And people are up for sharing the wackiness of it all, which actually contrares a whole lot better than the television of my youth or the textbooks or, you know, sort of the, it, it, it's, it's a participatory world. So I would say out of the big three goals of reliability, privacy and fun, we got one out of three. OK. All right. So that's, I guess, kind of good. Maybe a good prototype, you know, get an old fail fast or something like that. But let's go and see what we can do better. How can we go and build something that's reliable, private and fun? Um, and I would like to suggest a decentralized web. Now, people go and say, well, the web is decentralized because it's got lots of, of nodes all over the place, but it isn't decentralized in the sense of the Internet. So let's take the um, the actual underlying plumbing of the Internet, um, the TCP IP system that works um, in such a way that if any particular part of it blows up, often literally, um, it's supposed to continue to work. Right. So you're not dependent on any particular piece of hardware or any particular company to go and have the overall Internet still work. Yes, some pieces might be gone, but the idea is to um, uh, have a, a reliable system that routes around. That's different from the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web, if you take out particular servers, it's gone completely. There might be many different places, but that place is gone. Or if you stand in the way of it, you can see all the traffic that goes to it. Um, so I, I was completely creeped out when the Snowden revelations came out that, um, uh, the GCHQ, the, um, the NSA of the UK was watching all the traffic to WikiLeaks, um, and then giving that information of all those IP addresses back to the NSA so that they could do whatever it is they wanted with it. We don't know based on those papers what the NSA did with it. Um, but the idea of people being rounded up for things that they've read has a long bad history in the, uh, in, with libraries. And so I think we need a mechanism to go and have reader privacy uh, be able to survive. What we could have is something more uh, attuned to like a, the Amazon um, a cloud that goes and shifts your website closer to where your users are and adaptively makes it. How can we make that kind of technologies available to everybody? How can we have a CDN, a distributed system for going and distributing our, our materials in a uh, in in a way that has a more reliable structure of no no matter where you are whether it's expensive internet censored internet um uh or just not available internet um you'd be able to continue to get access can we have reader privacy so it doesn't feel like somebody's staring over your shoulder 
Um, I'd say we can do this, but it takes some effort given this surveillance system that we've built, which is the current internet. Uh, let's, let's put in some extra features. Let's put in that time-based things so we can actually see how things have changed so that there are multiple additions to website. Can we make websites more like Git on the sense that there's um, uh, past versions and maybe even be able to fork it? And okay, a wish list item for me is if we're going to reinvent the web, let's make it so it's uh, possible and easy to make money by publishing on the internet. Right now, it's very difficult, and I think we've basically pushed ourselves into an advertising-only based model. If you wanted to go and sell some bits on there, if you were uh, you know, a rock band and you wanted to go and sell uh, your songs, you pretty much have to go and put it onto iTunes or, or Amazon.com because they're the only ones that have the infrastructure. That's not very decentralized at all, and those people would then uh, control much more than we really want. Okay, so these are the systems that I would suggest we'd want out of the next generation web. Um, fortunately, we've got some technologies that are amazing um, that, to be able to build this that Tim Berners-Lee didn't have back in the day. So let's take JavaScript. JavaScript allows you to basically run code in your browser, and it's good enough to be able to emulate old computer platforms like you can run an old mac so if you can run an old mac in your browser at speed that means you can build um a computing system that's downloaded into your browser with a click of a button without so much of the security concerns of going and installing software on your system so you can go and put across a new operating system on the internet in JavaScript, the public key encryption is also uh, really helpful in these um, in these areas, especially when it comes to things like blockchain and Bitcoin, which can be bitment um, the uh, areas of payments. But it's also really helpful for going and finding things out there. There is, I think, these hash codes are magic. Um, in the sense that you can have a hash of a very large file that's just a small number that is almost impossible to forge so that you basically can go and ask the world for this hash. And if the world gives it to you, then you know, you got it. Does that make sense? Um, so it, it's a hash of the code. Um, it's how BitTorrent works. It, you basically have a hash of files. And if you can ask the world for it, it doesn't matter where it came from. You don't have to trust who you got it from um, that you can go and get this uh, to work. The peer-to-peer -peer technologies are key towards making this, uh, this, this future vision work. So how about a bold goal? Let's go and say what it is we kind of want and then see, can we get there? Um, how about a WordPress, but decentralized? So a WordPress where anybody could go and build their own websites and uh, comment on it and the like, but it lives everywhere and nowhere. So there isn't some super admin that's paying the $30 a month to keep your website up for your community. What happens if that person goes rogue or goes away or graduates or dies? How do we go and have enduring things that live everywhere and nowhere, a peer-to-peer backend for the web? Can we have scientific publishing? And it's software and data, but decentralized. Can we make it so that it's, when I was growing up, you would have libraries that would have copies of these things. But now we have only one place that has um, most of these scientific journal articles. And it's something like Elsevier. And they control the world of scientific publishing because it's all in one place. Can we make it so that there can be multiple participants and make this go? Can we make journalism that is safe to write and safe to read? Can you go and have publishing um, along the lines of the original visions of the internet. And with a peer-to-peer -peer backend 
of the internet, we can do this. So I want blank, but decentralized. Slack, Google Docs, um, tolls, um, cars. Um, the Tesla is kind of a creepy thing to be driving around. It's basically a connected vehicle. Um, so how do we, how do we do this? Um, we need normal browser behavior. We need it to be upgraded with, um, uh, uh, with JavaScript. Um, and we need human readable names. Da, 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 da. JavaScript can really help. I'm going to show you what the Internet Archive is trying to do in this area um, to be able to go and make this go. Let's see. Am I succeeding? Oh, yep. Okay. So this is dweb.archive.org. You can go there on your on your browser. If you do, it may crash all the systems, um, but it's supposed to work in a decentralized way. Um, we're going to go to this is so this is archive.org, but decentralized. Can we make it so that the Internet Archive can work anywhere? So this is a miracle of JavaScript going on. It may just seem slow, but behind the scenes right now, it's going and running WebTorrent, uh, IPFS, uh, Work, Gun. And these are all peer to peer systems such that if you had gone to these web pages, it would be sourcing from you. And. And you can even get old, cheesy educational videos. Uh, so an entertaining thing to do out of this, I just thought I'd try to show you that it's, that it's basically working, is to go and open the JavaScript console and just see the amount of work that's going on to basically connect to other people's browsers to be able to find all of these materials. So where the Internet Archive, you kind of think, is the ultimate centralizing force in the Internet. We have this worldwide web. Let's try to get it together. Um, the idea of the decentralized web is to get us back. So... Can we build a, a decentralized web? I would say yes. And there's a growing number of people. They've got startups, a lot out of the Bitcoin and um, crypto worlds um, because the funding is there. But there's a lot of other people doing distributed storage as well. We can lock the web open. We can bake the First Amendment into the code itself. We can have a web, I suggest, that we deserve. We can work on a decentralized web together. Thank you very much. All right, let's let's give first shot. Um, there we go. Let's give first shot to you two if you have a comment or question about Bruce's proposals. Does this work? Yeah. Yes, it does work. I just want to mention that those security capabilities I was saying I want, they actually are in JavaScript. Now, J JavaScript doesn't force you to code that way, but it enables you to code that way if you choose to do so. So that just makes uh, this vision even more possible. What is the status of, I guess, are there specific projects around like the JavaScript-based uh, operating system idea that you mentioned, uh, like running running in the browser? Like which, which pieces exist, which things are aspirational? What's the status of all that? Um, it's an extra hump uh, to go and put things over to try to get things to run in JavaScript. So a lot of these systems like IPFS or storage with a J um, that are these decentralized storage systems um, are mostly running through proxies based on C code running um, on your machine. Um, but there are often uh, JavaScript implementations of them. So the, the dweb.archive.org would work on your phone because it's all in JavaScript. Uh, so WebTorrent, which is basically a BitTorrent equivalent, working. Um, the IPFS in JavaScript, it's always falling behind what their, their premier version of it. Um, Gun and Wolk um, are both working actually really very well. Those are decentralized databases. 
um, that really make a lot of this whole thing fly. So I'd say we're in kind of prototypey, kind of wobbling world at this point. But there's now been multiple meetings at Decentralized Web Summit. Uh, there's a Decentralized Web Camp. There's different meetups in different cities. It's starting to work. Is there a unified project that's like combining the pieces? No, you know, it no, it's not even a combine. There's not quite a, even a vision that's sort of a, it's just not that top down. It's got it. people are bringing their own dreams. So a card asks, um, is browser fingerprinting, which is assume what they mean by digital fingerprinting, is that going to be the do of this? Or will it always be able to identify? Well, if brow- browser fingerprinting requires that you be able to be the one that's communicating with the browser. But if you're not, if you basically distribute your, your, uh, files out, your browser is going to multiple different places, uh, to be able to pick up these pieces. Um, then there's the, can you, uh, uh, get around the traffic routing and can you build Tor type technology into the browser? And we're in discussions. All right. You'll have to be brief and you'll have to be in another session. All right. All right. Thank you. My name is B. Cavello. I'm curious, uh, in this room, there are a lot of really talented tech savvy folks. Uh, I like, I like to think of myself as one. And despite that, I find myself quite intimidated using a lot of these decentralized technologies. Their user friendliness yeah, not great. So using that framing of inventor and innovator that we heard in the earlier presentation, I'm wondering what are the areas that you're most excited about in terms of that innovation step? in terms of increasing access and making these technologies usable to the everyday person who isn't immersed in these worlds like we are? Um, where are we sort of on the spectrum of, of, of doability and what are the exciting things? I would say that we're still, we're past the, hmm. when we hold the first decentralized web summit, it was a call to action saying, hey, wouldn't it be great? This is possible. Let's go this way. And it turned out there were already people that are working on bits and pieces of it. But it was, it was all pre-funding. It was before the ICOs, before a lot of that. A lot of those ICOs have happened. They're, they're actually ramping up pretty well. Um, but we don't have great apps yet. So if you're kind of clever, like go and do something beyond CryptoKitties, right? Do something kind of fun or interesting towards using it. I'd say the biggest motivation that people are going towards now is some of the um, Facebook replacements or Twitter replacements, community. Um, I'm interested in the archival replacement um, or just moving bits around to those that are more isolated. We're trying to get things to run on little pucks that, uh, that run in very isolated communities. So you can go and store Wikipedia, parts of the Internet Archive, and get things to work in those environments. But we don't have the killer app yet. All right. Well, you just answered the, uh, one of the questions from the cards. So that's good to see. Um, you've predicted, well, you're, predict- you're actually not predicting, you're just wondering, when will Twitter cut off Donald Trump? So uh, what did you rate as the probability of that it happening in 2020? I hope so. Okay. okay. So I, 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 maybe I'm a little aspirational here. That was my, uh, the, you know, will we actually have the platforms start to uh, recognize their role? And I'm not sure it would go for the real Donald Trump. It might go for one of the campaigns. But I thought I'd just put it out there as a provocation, one for us, but also for Twitter. Did this conversation pique your interest? Maybe it even inspired a bit of existential hope about the future in you. Search for Fawcett Institute on YouTube or Twitter to stay up to date. 
or visit foresight.org to learn more, subscribe to our newsletter and join our efforts. We are entirely funded by your donations. So please support us if you like what we do. Thank you so much for listening.